know there's millions of women yeah. with, with what I'm dealing with right this second. Xanax. And they're like, you just have a mental problem. Yeah, that's this what is they all got. your head. Here's Xanax. And obviously yeah. birth control. That's terrible. It was, you know what? It was a silver lining. It was, it was the moment I needed. Cause I was like, I've, we've got to do better. Are you over 40? Do you feel like you're stuck? Maybe you've always had this knowing that you're meant to do more. Well, on the other side of fear is exhilaration. Your life has purpose. You were born to make an impact. Dear Midlife is about triumphing over life's adversities together and empowering women over 40 to navigate with strength and courage all of the messiness of life. Hi, I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, full-time single mother of two teenage girls, world traveler, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired little girl living in a grown woman's body that's still full of spunk, charm, and sass with a sprinkle of some black girl magic. We are both a work in progress, and together we are here to link arms with you as we make it our mission to be our best selves and share tips, tricks, and expert advice through no-holds-barred conversations for navigating the ups and downs that come with living life in the middle. Our guest today is Dr. Marisa Snyder. She's a functional medical practitioner, a women's hormone expert, and the author of eight books. Her newest book, The Essential Oils Menopause Solution, focuses on solutions for women in perimenopause and menopause. Her number one national best-selling book, The Essential Oils Hormone Solution, focuses on balancing women's hormones naturally. She has other best-selling books that include The Smart Mom's Guide to Essential Oils and The Dash Diet Cookbook. For the past 12 years, she has lectured at wellness centers, conferences, and corporations on hormone health, essential oils, nutrition, and detoxification. She's been featured on Dr. Oz, Oprah Magazine, Fox News Health, Mind Body Green, and many other publications. Dr. Marisa is also the host of her own top-rated Essentially You podcast with over 3.5 million downloads, which is designed to empower women to become the CEO of their health. She's here with us today to have a candid conversation about what the heck is happening with our bodies as we face perimenopause and menopause. We'll discuss what are the signs and symptoms and what steps can you take right now to see quick results with things like weight gain, exhaustion, and brain fog. We are so thrilled to have Dr. Marisa here today. So without further ado, let's welcome her to the show. So thank you very much to Dr. Marisa Snyder for being here with us today. And we are so excited to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I I just feel like we are going to just go crazy because I have 477 questions for you. So Yay. I'm so excited that you are here. Shelby, where did you want to start today? You know, Dr. Marisa, I would love to get started by having you share just a little bit with us about who you are and how you got so passionate about female hormones. Absolutely. I would love to share. Um, you know, I had my I had my hormone moment. I've had a couple hormone moments as so many of us have, <laughs> only, right? Only a moment. 
Right. My kind of my what I call the Mack truck moment um, yes. when I was right. 30 years old and I was in practice. I had a lot of women who were in their 40s and their 50s who were going through their Mack truck moments. And I was like looking and I was, I was like, oh, I'm going through my Mack truck moment right now. Um, a little earlier than expected, you know, um, and I'll never forget when I was um, I, I'm getting ready every day. I woke up at seven o'clock in the morning. I was like clockwork. And um, this particular day, I literally could not get out of bed. It felt like there was this invisible hand shoving me back into my mattress. And I remember trying to get up and just not having anything in the tank to do so after sleeping probably six to seven hours, reasonable, yeah. not ideal, but reasonable. You shouldn't and have felt that wiped out. No, it shouldn't have felt that wiped out. Right. Shouldn't have, should my cortisol awakening response should have kicked and right. it did not. <laughs> um, and that's because I had been wearing myself down for many, many years, running as fast as humanly possible and thinking I could get away with it, thinking I could be mm. a stressaholic and that this is how women operate in the world. Um, and I could just keep borrowing from myself um, until I until I absolutely could not. And I remember having this moment like you, like that, like this fear flooded my my system of like, what have I done? What, why, why can't I get up? Like what's what's going on with me? And I had such severe chronic fatigue at this point um, that I, I, I crawled out of the bed that day. And I remember willing myself to get to the bathroom, to take a shower, to get ready. And I remember looking at in the mirror at myself, which I clearly had been avoiding mirrors for quite some time and just wasn't looking <laughs> at myself enough. Yeah. And I just did not even look. I didn't recognize the woman staring back at me. She was so exhausted. She was so weathered. She was so just uh, not functioning properly. And I knew in that moment, like I was thinking about my life's trajectory, the work that I wanted to do, everything like all of a sudden everything starts flooding at me. And I'm like, I got to figure this out. Like this isn't good. And so I went and even though I was taking care of a lot of women dealing with hormone issues, it wasn't necessarily my area of expertise yet. And so I went and, and sought out somebody who I felt would be able to help me ran the full labs. Everything was out. I had no progesterone, menopausal progesterone. Estrogen mm -hmm. was struggling too, but definitely a major inconsistency there. Cortisol was flipped upside down all around, you know, and I was just a hormone hot mess. I had nothing. I had nothing left in any of the labs. <laughs> and I remember sitting there and I was just so hopeful for a protocol, for a plan to get me out of this place. This was back in like 2009, 2010. Mm -hmm. And I was what I got was birth control pills and Xanax. And I remember... <laughs> Not exactly the hopeful protocol you were hoping for. If somebody tries to give me birth control right now, they are getting socked upside the head. Are right? you kidding me? I just, I, it was just a real, I was like, really? Really? Like really? disappointment, shock. I'm, I just walk out of there shell shocked. Like I have these, I'm just kind of staring at my prescriptions. Like, what am I going to do? slap in the face. It was, it was, and I think, and I remember sitting in the car just like, oh my Come, I know there's millions of women yeah. with with what I'm dealing with right this second. Xanax, and they're like, you just have a mental problem. Yeah, that's this what is they all got. Your head here's Xanax, and obviously yeah. birth control. That's terrible. It was, you know what? It was a silver lining. It was it was the moment I needed because I was like, I've we've got to do better. 
We have to do better to win for women. We have to. And I'm going to be on that. I'm going to be a part of the posse who makes that happen. And yeah. the other thing was also, I was like, all right, well, I got to figure this out, you know, and yeah. I had been a researcher my whole life. I was a biochemist before that. So I knew I didn't have a choice. Yeah. I had to figure this out. Um, but I also knew I was going to be able to do so. Um, and it was, it was not, it was not a pretty journey. Mm. Mm -mm. because I didn't, you know, I, I was, I was very studious. I got straight A's, you know what I'm saying? So I started building <laughs> protocols and, and I was doing all the things, taking all the supplements, eating the food, doing the yoga, la la la. And I kept slap, like falling back face first on the floor. And I was like, what is going on? I'm doing all the things. And, um, and I realized <laughs> that I was do how I do one thing is how I do all things. Mm. And uh, that, that my, the driver, the deep, deep driver that was driving my behavior, driving up all the ways that I operate in the world was, was from this, this 12 year old place of, um, of, I had to prove everybody wrong. I had, I had, a, I, I had to create success. You know, I come from a very abusive household family and, um, and no one put any stake in me. And I, cr I crawled from the bottom to the top. And I, the only way I knew how to do that was to overwork, overachieve. And wow. so, um, and that was how I was operating in anything and everything that I did, I had no worth. I had no it's worth. Incredible. Doctor, I cannot tell you how many times we have heard a version of this story mm -hmm. through our different podcast guests, whether it was, you know, the highly successful CEO who's written a book and is like, what got me here was me just screwing up all along the way and failure after failure and me trying, 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 trying to the one who's our, our another guest where we were talking about healing your inner child, hmm. all the same stories. It's like all of these stories are overlapping. Is this what? Is, yeah. Is oh, this no, we're just stuck in, in midlife. We're just stuck in loops, right? We're just, wow. we're just chasing the feeling or we're changed, chasing the worthiness. Our worthiness is tied to being a mother. Our worthiness is tied yes. to how we show up with our family. Our yes. worthiness is tied to our to-do list, to our obligations. You know, our worthiness is tied to, you know, how we self, how we sacrifice yes. ourselves for everybody and when else. And midlife. So many of those things start to drop off. Well, you can't keep suddenly we're that challenged yeah. with our mm -hmm. worth. It's coming up for review. Mm -mm -mm. And I was so grateful that it came up for review for me a little bit earlier. And I yeah. think that as, as more and more of this is coming out, you know, healing the inner child, you know, really digging deep to why we do what we do. Why did we choose the path we chose that it, it all stems from these downloads that we got when we were younger yeah. or this belief mindset that we, we haven't released or we didn't even know we were running. We were running by this whole belief mindset. Um, and so, you know, for me that, that next level, the down downloads, you know, I've, I've been doing so much work getting, getting ready to become a mama in oh. perimenopause, you know, and, and, wow. the, um, you know, all the work to like, to undo what was, what was put on me, you know, like I didn't, yeah. I didn't want to continue. I wanted it to stop with me. I wanted to break the chain of what that was. And 
as my, as Kingston gets every, every little moment, you know, and I will tell you that I, the way that I, that I overcompensate as a mother because of the abuse that I got as a child due to all, all the trauma I was dealing with. And I try so hard to not over try. I try so hard to not, to not like over I, t- before this call, I was listening to a book on parenting, you know, just mm-hmm. how I want to yeah. speak to my child with so much compassion and love and gentleness. And, you know, um, just really mindful about how I speak with him. And so, um, all because, um, you know, I'm trying to, I'm the undoing of sorts. Um, but I, I think a lot of times with women, these really important critical safety hormones start to precipitously drop, you know, you things, we things start to come up with lots of symptoms start to show up and everything comes up for review. And when you dig deep, deep into it, like you, you address the nutrition piece, you know, we can't be drinking frappuccinos all day, every day, you know, when you address the, the, um, the, you know, the, this nutrient deficiency piece, you address these pieces and yet you're finding yourself still kind of in the mess of it. That's when that next level comes in of like, have I addressed these traumas? Have I addressed these downloads have I addressed this mindset? Um, cause then yeah. that that's where the, you're like, cause I've checked all the other boxes and yet I'm still not, I don't still don't feel super great. Like yeah. what, what is underneath the surface here that I've got to, unlayer. And I think that's where women start to be like, you know what, you know, I was, you know, I, I was, I was this kind of wife and I was this kind of mama and I was this kind of everything. You know what? Uh, it is a reinvention happening now. Yes. It's so funny. So our last interview, um, we talked with a coach who really specializes in women of our age who have lived their whole lives as perfectionists and fixing everything and being amazing at all of it. And then suddenly at this age, that shit stops working. Like Mm -hmm. the perfectionism doesn't work anymore and trying to figure this out. Why? And so I'm, I'm almost having like this full on revelation right now, listening to you speak um, and realizing that, you know what, a lot of it could be hormonal. We've lost some of these hormones or they've gotten so low. The ones that allowed us to be sharp, stand our game and do our thing. And I can do boom, boom, boom. Cause I'll tell you, and Shelby can attest to this. I don't handle stress. Like I used to like before I could be in really stressful times for a prolonged period of time, whether it was stress at work or stress at home or you name it. Right. And I could still function and produce at a very high level. And here's what I've noticed about myself. And I've noticed this in particular over the last two months, and I've just hit the magic 50 button. This is where I am right now. Just past this magic 50 button. Um, what I've noticed is I, I'm things like getting out of bed uh, are it's incredibly difficult. Um, the idea of like brushing my hair every day, like these are things that I'm like, I just, I don't know if I can do it. And I'm under so much stress that I'm finding it very, very difficult to just do the basic functions that used to be no, a no brainer, let alone perform at a really high level. I'm sure I'm not alone. Ladies, am I alone out there? No, baby, you ain't alone. And, you know, let me just say that we've been raised in this culture where we feel like we want to be better than our parents. We're striving so hard over and over again to be the best versions of ourselves. And we think we're doing the right thing. 
But actually, Dr. Marisa, what I feel is happening is that this stress is actually impacting our hormones and our ability to process the nutrients that we're putting into our bodies. So perhaps you can shed some light on what is happening to us because I think there are so many women out there that are looking themselves in the mirror just like you did and thinking, is this it? Is this what midlife is all about? Am I not going to be able to get out of bed for the rest of my life? So give us some understanding of what it is that you've done so that you've overcome some of these challenges and what we can do differently. Yeah. I mean, midlife for many women is a reckoning. It's a reckoning because there is a lot going on. There's a lot changing physiologically. It's Hey, I'm, I'm straight up. Menopause is coming, right? It's inevitable. <laughs> Suffering is optional. You know what I'm saying? The Mac truck is on its way, ladies. It's important. We just have to take, we have to take stock in the fact that our bodies are going to change. Now, and there's a lot that we can do to buffer and to create a lot of, a lot of resilience, cellular resilience, emotional resilience, st- stress resilience, even though we're losing some of these major protectors. So let's, 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 let's paint the full picture, right? 20s living our best life. Right. Yeah. I was, I was a, I, I bragged about my stressaholicism. I'll tell you what I, I, right. I bragged about how, how, how scheduled I was. Mm-hmm. I bragged about how much I had going on. And when I needed to borrow, I borrowed from myself. I borrowed from epinephrine and adrenaline. And right. I, I, cause I, I called and it Red Bull. Yeah. And, and Red Bull and coffee and espresso, you know, and and sexy cappuccinos at two o'clock in the afternoon. You know what I'm saying? And I would call it my slight edge. Cause I honestly thought it was, I thought I was like, you know what, let me tap into something. Cause my mama told me something at a very early life, early time in life, a download that I needed to let go of. And she said, Marisa, you are not ever going to be the smartest girl in the room, Mm. Mm -mm. but what you have and what you can develop is grit and you can out grit anyone in the room. You may not be as naturally talented as they are, but you can outwork them. And I was like, all right. Okay. I remember she told me this at 10 years old and I was like, I, and I got the assignment at a very early age in life. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it was, she shouldn't have put that on me, you know, but, (laughs) but I, I always thought, especially in my twenties, if I could outwork somebody, if I could just tap into that slight edge, tap into borrowing against myself, I could, I could outperform. And so kind of like you were saying Trinity, right. Just firing on on all cylinders, handling it, Mm. handling it, taking names, kicking booty first. And so until I had my Mack truck moment, you know, where I, I tanked hormones before I was supposed to tank them. And so and thank goodness, I was still at an age where I could build them back up. You know, we get to an age where they're just gone, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so, so how that breaks down is kind of the perimenopause into midlife. It's usually in our mid thirties where we start to notice a shift. You are just not able to work out as hard as you used to. All of a sudden weight is kind of, oh, you can't binge you know, on a whole bottle of wine and wake up the next day and just go, go rock it out. Right. Right. You're starting to notice. And that's because precipitously there are two hormones that are dropping. Testosterone is one of them. And progesterone is another one. Another hormone that we, we don't necessarily consider and we don't really think about who's probably been kind of going on the fritz for a little minute. um, And that has a lot to do with the the sugar consumption, the carb consumption is that's, that's insulin. So Mm -hmm. insulin is also 
becoming a little less, a little less sensitive. It's a little bit more resistant. So we're noticing that weight isn't as easy to come off and maybe PMS symptoms are a little, little bit more activated, but again, none of this is enough to like do something about necessarily, you know? You're just kind of noticing like it just isn't as easy as it was. Um, And then um, as we move into our late 30s, again, progesterone is dropping, testosterone is continuing to drop. Insulin is becoming more a little bit may not even be resistant, but just it's just things are shifting there metabolically. Um, And then we head into our 40s and kind of a defining moment for women. I would say this is stage two is like 42, 43 is where things really begin to shift. Your, your period begins to maybe shorten a little bit. All of a sudden, the luteal phase, which was a typical robust 14 days, is now 13 or 12. You know, And you're noticing symptomology around, around that part of your cycle right before your period, where, again, symptoms are a little bit more heightened. Maybe you're noticing your stress resilience isn't where it used to be. And this is happening in your 30s and your 40s. And that has a lot to do with just stress has just been stress is just in and when and progesterone is our she is she the the hormone you always took for granted she's your chill pill she's your everything she really is she's she's what allows to have that stress resilience she's she's 50 percent of where she was when you were 31 years old so all of a sudden the same stressors or or more now you're maybe a mama now your career is taking off right you've got a partner who you're taking care of as well You've got more obligations than ever before, but the hormone that's supposed to boost you up, help you support you. She, she's half, she's like 50% of what she was. So, and that's just a natural occurrence. Now, then you've got your, your queen bee, your Beyonce hormone, estrogen, who she can, she can turn on you in a dime. You know, she can be your best friend one day and then she turns on you the next day. I'm not saying Beyonce would ever do that to you, but I'm just saying not the queen bee hormone <laughs> is, because I love me. Beyonce is everything to me. Like, I just watched her perform at the Oscars, mind blowing. You know what I'm saying? You saw, you saw a little blue ivy in there. Oh dancing, my goodness. Right? Gorgeous. All of it. <laughs> yes. Just her legacy. You know what mm. I'm saying? So I just want to take a moment to celebrate, but, but when it comes to, the, the big, the big mama jamma queen bee hormone, it's going to, she's going to be estrogen, but estrogen, she, she is hanging on a dear life. You know what I'm saying? Cause she's one month, she's up one month, she's down right. and she's getting all kinds of messages from the pituitary gland. Really it's your ovaries. Your ovaries are being told to keep doing what they do. And they're like, I'm tired. I've been doing this a really long time. I'm exhausted. Right. And so some months you're going to ovulate some months. You're not going to ovulate estrogen is up and down. And we start to see signs of estrogen dominance. Now, mm-hmm. if you have been loving on your liver and your gut this whole time, I'm celebrating you right now. Okay. Because you're able to process that estrogen a lot faster as she's swinging up and down. If you have not been loving your liver and your gut this whole time, you're going to notice an exacerbation of symptoms. All of a sudden you're seeing migraines, all of a sudden more, more weight on the hips and thighs and bloating happening right before your period. You're going to have more fibrous, lumpy, hard breast. You're going to notice more anxiousness and worry closer to your period. Um, you're going to also notice, um, 
weight, just weight gain. Like these are going to be things that are shifting because of the effects of estrogen dominance. Fibroids are going to start developing. 98% of us, by the time we hit menopause, we're already going to have fibroids because we have an increase in estrogen that is just unchecked. And so constipation, potentially all these types of things are going on because of an increased or kind of overwhelming roller coaster of, of estrogen. Most of us are going to be estrogen dominant in our forties. That's leading to the heavy bleeding. That's leading to the fibroids. That's leading to the, um, uh, um, when you're having anemic episodes, all of this is going down in, in the forties period of time. And that has, that has a lot to do with natural changes that are happening as well, but also, um, not really checking some of the big kind of levers, the lifestyle levers and habits that could keep, can keep things a little bit more mellow as you right. move through that perimenopause into menopause. Then we're, we're right at the door. We're at kind of where we're, I call the waiting room. You know, we hit into the eye of the storm, the heavy bleeding, the discomfort, the, 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 the hot flashes, the night sweats. That's, that's an unhappy liver, right. With, with a lot of what's going on here as well. And then we are kind of, we're in our fifties, early fifties, maybe even late forties, because guess what? Perimenopause and menopause are happening earlier because of these lifestyle levers that are, that, that, mm -hmm. that are being affected. Right. And um, so we get to kind of the, we're, we're in the waiting game where our period isn't here for three months. And then we have a big one on month four and then six months goes by. And then there's like a little something that happens. And then eventually what we define as menopause is, is, you know, we don't have a period for a year and then we're in menopause from that point forward. Now, physiologically estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, they are, they are at a pretty low, low level of what we call the menopausal level. Physiologically, we're more like men in a, in a, in some ways, because our sex hormones and our cycle isn't dictating our life and everyone's a little bit different and unique, but there we can actually start kind of pulling some of these levers again um, in terms of like we can we can do intermittent fasting a little bit differently if we wanted to. We can work out a little bit differently if we wanted to. Why we're still cycling and especially in perimenopause, we need a lot of ease and grace. We have a little, we can, we, we, we are now when we're in menopause and we've had the mindset shift. We've, we've, we've gone through the eye of the storm. I, I feel like we step into this next transformation where we get to really redefine what it all gets to look like. And so I think what, what I believe to be true is that if we decide in our thirties, and as we are approaching perimenopause, that we know our body is going to pivot and that we are going to pivot along with it. That journey to menopause looks a lot different. And we set our bodies up for success in terms of metabolic flexibility, um, cellular resilience, mitochondrial upgrade, right? We, we get our brain ready to, to move from sugar burning to fat burning, whatever we're needing so that we have the stamina, we've got the energy, we've got the longevity to pull us into that next transformation of our life. But if no one tells us that all this is going to go down and we don't set our bodies up for success, it is, it is a, it is a proverbial cliff that we fall off of. Wow. So what is the stage and age typically where we need to start thinking about setting our bodies up for success? And what would some of those habits look like? 
absolutely. I would say, uh, to be honest, I would say given, given what happened to me (laughs) as early as possible. Right. And I, and I do believe that we can have a lot of it all, you know, um, and have ease and grace. And so let's, let's talk a little bit about the root causes that are the drivers of why things don't feel super great because it's not hormones and they're naturally going to decline no matter what that's, what's going to happen. And we can, we can actually do a lot to support ourselves as all of that's going down. Right. And so, so the big levers that I'm most concerned about, we talked about one of them is stress stress and overwhelm, too much, too many priorities on the plate, too many demands on us, too many obligations, too much, too much stuff that doesn't even light us up. We're doing yeah. a lot of stuff that we don't even like doing because yeah. we just said yes to it, you know? Um, and, and we're not, there is no time in there for us. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't book in our morning and our evening with just time for ourselves, you know, to take care of us. That's the first thing. Number two is recognizing unresolved traumas, right? We've got to go and do that inner work as well, because what could be triggering you up in that stress response system 25, 40 times a day is mess is business that you didn't handle, you know, you know, that, that, that's finally coming up for review. Like, why did you just get triggered? Because your partner did a, B and C, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, what's up, what's that all about? You know, and, and why is it that you're getting triggered when, 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 when your boss is handing you assignment or something's coming up? for you in your own business. What is, what is that? We've got to untangle that because whether you like it or not, you're sending a physiological response in the system that it's, it's like whipping the horse every single time, you know, your body is going into survival mode, whether you know it or not, whether it feels like the slider or not, whether it feels just like a trigger or not, your body physiologically has to go through the same process over and over and over again. And you have to borrow against yourself. You borrow nutrients, you borrow minerals, you borrow mitochondrial energy, you literally are burning yourselves out, you know, yeah, that leads literally. to literally, yeah, literally <laughs> every single time. And most women literally fire up the stress response system dozens of times a day, have no idea that they're doing it. No idea. Do they just think that they're just operating in get shit done mode? I'm like, get stuff that's done. Our norm. No, it's okay. Yeah. Get shit done mode is what we call it here. Yeah. So that's, I'm just yeah. checking boxes. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? And so that we've got to get that under control to some degree. We've got to be able to, we have to have, we have to have buffers around that. We've got to be able to not be firing at that level all the time. We just can't operate. And, you know, again, we start to lose that metabolic flexibility. We start to lose that resilience and that's chronic fatigue. It's the low energy. You start to borrow up against, you start to drink the caffeine, get the sugar. You got to get it from somewhere, you know? And so that the other, then the other levers are going to be, um, those are again, stress, trauma, big ones, nutrient deficiencies, nutrition. We got to make sure that we're, we're addressing those, um, making sure that we're eating right. I always say you have to be feeding your gut and loving your liver. You gotta be, you have to be doing this. This has to be a conscious consideration every single day. Um, Sleep major player here. You you know, if you want to tank testosterone, uh, um, progesterone and insulin at the same time, don't sleep. 
don't sleep. Don't do that. You know, so <laughs> sleep is so critical here. Deep restful sleep is, is a must, must, must. Um, we know this moving our bodies, we walking, it can just be walking. We got to move our bodies. We become sedentary. We're going to develop inflammation and it's going to lead to hormone chaos as well. So we've got to, you, you, you got to prioritize that. It can't be that next thing on your to-do list. And then you just, you don't let the, the, the movement happen. And then the other big one, which we don't really think about is opportunists opportunity. And these are pathogens, viruses, bacteria, candida, mold. These can be big triggers. Again, this is an external force that we don't have always have control of. But if, if, if you have had chronic fatigue for five years and you're eating all the right foods, you're loving your gut, you're loving your liver, you have managed the stress. You are a Zen master. You have handled all your trauma and you're still falling on the floor every day. We've got, there's something deeper going on. There's, uh, we got to look into what that deeper thing is. Is it something that you just, that you're, we're missing some kind of pathogen, something going on there um, that's having an impact on the rest of the body. Those are the big, though, I would say those are the biggest levers that we just have to be. I think the more mindful that we can be. And if I had to choose three of those levers, it's going to be managing the stress, bringing in the self-care nutrition is going to be huge. Again, loving the liver, feeding the gut. And then the other piece is going to be the sleep, sleep piece. Those would be the biggest levers I would pull first. Um, if, if, if you're, as you move into your thirties and your forties, you got a little wiggle room in your thirties. You got a little, a little bit. I would say by 35, you got to clean it up or your body's going to make you clean it up. Anyway, it's going to, one way or the other, you got to (laughs) decide. You you know, it's, right. your body's going to keep whispering and then telling and then shouting. And then eventually the, the, the Mack truck moment's going to happen. It's coming for wow. you. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing your primary tips. You know, I know that you said that your journey started with some diagnostics. So I would love to know what you recommend in terms of testing, because I think that might even help us to um, better pinpoint what might be the right protocol for ourselves. Yes. Oh, yes. And I have I have labs in my books. I've got lab guides because this is a lot of your doctors aren't going to run a lot of these things. You're going to have to go and do it yourself. So at 30, I would say 30 years old, 35, the latest you want, you want to run the full, the full gamut. I want, you want a complete blood panel. Let's just look at the whole thing. A metabolic panel, lipid panel. I want a hemoglobin A1C because that means you don't even have to look at fasting blood glucose. I think the, the, um, the elephant in the room that we're not talking about is the insulin resistance. It's mm. the lack of metabolic flexibility. Again, we, we need to generate energy. And if we're not able to generate energy, we're not, we're not being, we can't move from fat burning to sugar burning burning. Like we don't have that flexibility. It, we it's, we're going to notice it in our brain. All of a sudden the brain fog comes into play. All of a sudden we're not able to lose weight. We're sluggish. We have no energy because we don't have our mitochondria doesn't have the right fuel to run our system. Um, it's, it's the biggest complaint. It's, it's the weight and the energy and the brain fog. These are the areas where women, and it's, this is a metabolic issue and we keep pointing to estrogen and progesterone. They're major players here too, but we, it's an, we, we're, an underpinning of, of metabolic um, resilience is what we're looking for, or we're dealing with the metabolic dysfunction. So that's something that we, we don't talk enough about. We don't, we, we're, oh, there's sex hormones over here. And then there's, there's these other hormones. 
hormones here, but it, when it comes to women, especially in midlife and perimenopause, it, they're all, they're all playing together. Wow. They're all interacting together. Super, super critical. So uh, again, lipid panel, um, hemoglobin, A1C, a full thyroid panel. Uh, um, I want to look at C-reactive protein. I want to look at an inflammatory marker, and then I want the full spread of sex hormones. And that is a Dutch test, right? And so that is going to be looking at not only estrogen, estro- all of the, all of it, estradiol, estrone, all of them, progesterone, DHEA, testosterone. I want pathways. I want to know what estrogen is doing in the liver. I want to know what estrogen is doing in the gut and in the, I want to know what's all going down. I want to look at vitamin D levels. I want to look at cortisol because when we get that functional look at everything, we can start putting the pieces together, you know, and, and again, it's, you can definitely change what you don't measure, but I will say like Oprah says, you got to know your numbers because we, we can do so much better when we can measure. And when we do measure a lot of these changes I'm making recommendations about, you can absolutely begin to implement them and you are going to start to see some really great things. And I can get into more, literally more detailed detail of like, this is what a day looks like, but if we can measure it and then look at that 90 days out or six months out, even, even annually at the very least, we can make tweaks and changes in real time, you know, based on those labs. Yeah. And, you know, with our medical system being as it is today, I can imagine it's not as easy as walking into your general doctor's office and saying, hey, I'd like to have all of these labs done. Where where do we go? Where do we Great go question. to get this special specialized um glimpse into what's going on in our bodies. Luckily, a lot of your doctors aren't going to run all these. They're not, yeah. they're not going to do it. They, they don't, they know there's no reason for it. They don't think this may feel a little political, but the way that our medical system is, is worked is how it was created was with men in mind, white yes. men in mind, to be honest. Yes. You know, and so, and that's still the lens that we look. Yeah. And so we, women have to really fight, really advocate and advocate for themselves. You're just going to, most likely you're going to get gaslit. Hmm. Just like I did that day with my, my, right. do my prescription. Zanax, right? Here's your Xanax, yeah. take it and go be, yeah. Yeah, go Happy. work your, work it out. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, so you're most likely going to get gaslit. The cool thing about it is a lot of the tests that I'm recommending, uh, your doctor will, because we have a diabetes epidemic and a pre-diabetes epidemic, we're talking about over half the country, 50% of the country, 18 and older, we, everyone's got insulin resistance. Um, women over 40, 80, 80 plus percent of us have insulin resistance. So this is, this wow. is it's a major, major major epidemic that we're, I mean, it's, it's the biggest issue. So knowing that they know the numbers, they know the deal. You ask for a hemoglobin A1C, they're going to give it to you. They're going to okay. give you that. Um, they'll give you the lipid panel. They'll give you the blood, you know, the blood work, but you can go and, and, and home test a full thyroid panel. You can go and home test the Dutch test. Now you're going to need people to interpret those results. Yes. Um, and that one any- we call you. Yeah. Any functional doctor, although I don't even, inter- I mean, if you're my bestie, you run labs, I'll interpret it. My, my mama, my sister, my besties, but actually even <laughs> in, as a new mama and everything, I'm not even running labs for people like I used to. And so, um, but a lot of these 
like the Dutch, like Dutch, the complete Dutch test, they will find you a practitioner to read those results. Okay. Um, okay. The, the people who run thyroid labs, they will, they will interpret those. They'll get a coach on the phone with you and interpret those results for you. Right. They'll, they'll let you know if you are on the edge of hitting, of, of heading into Hajimoto's thyroiditis, mm. you know, they, they will look at, they will look at all those things. And so thank goodness, functional medicine is shifting things and that more and more assets and resources are available to us as women. Unfortunately, when it comes to these labs, they are out of pocket, right? You're, you're talking about probably a, a good standard, like a full panel thyroid lab will run you like $100, $150 because okay. there are companies who are doing that at-home tests. But the, the Dutch test is more like a $350 um, investment. But what you learn from that is just so profound. I think it's worth it, at least, at least once. Again, you can move the levers without the labs too, but diagnostics, I think, are very, very critical. And then you've got wearables. You know, you've got the whoop strap. You've got you've got a lot of different wearables out there. You've got um, heart math where they, you can measure heart coherence. You can measure if your stress response system is lit up. You can measure one of the ones that I, I love my whoop strap because it, I don't have it on in the second. It's charging, but it tells me recovery based on the amount of sleep I have, my heart rate variability, my resting heart rate, my respiratory rate. It calculates a score and tells me what level of recovery I've got and based on that recovery, it can kind of tell me well, what kind of day can I operate? Like, can I, wow. can I, can I up-level my day? Can I do, you know, I'm a, I love my Peloton. I love, I love Robin Arizona. She turns up the heat. Can I do a 45 minute class with Robin today? Or can I, am I picking a 20 minute class or am I, am I just doing yoga? So based yeah. on my recovery, it takes in all these factors and it gives me basically a battery score. And if I'm under 50%, and I, and I can, I'll check in with my body and be like, no girl, you definitely are under 50%. Like you ain't operating. <laughs> All of us can grit it out. Yeah. All of us, I can still grit it out. Is that a good idea? Absolutely not. And, but when I have a wearable that tells me you cannot grit it out today. And then I cue into myself and I'm like, yeah, yeah I definitely cannot. It's easier to give yourself permission. Yes. Then. yes. But when I'm at an 85%, I'm like, oh, it is a Tabata day. It is a, I'm running stairs today, you know, and even still at, with, with Haji's, although it's in remission and, you know, I, and I'll tell you what, I've never fully recovered my cortisol levels have never been ideal ever since I wow. burned them completely to the ground. Um, I know to work within my parameters, right? I know my body, I know my parameters, but 30, I can, I can't do, I can't work out more than 30 minutes, mm. anything more than that. And I also can't work out in the afternoon, like anything past two o'clock. My body's like, you're crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You have other things to do tonight. That ain't going to work. It's you good know? that you're in tune with yourself yeah. like that though. I honestly feel like we've got to be, if you want to, mm -hmm. if you want to think about like, we connect to our, why we connect to our purpose, all the things that we want to do in the world, you got to tune in to like, what can I do, you know, with what I've got right now so that I can continue to play at this level for decades to come. You know, I I'm looking 
I'm looking at the long-term goal. I'm looking at 80 years mm-hmm. old and, and how I want to operate then, you know, what is, what is my 42 year old self willing to do for herself so that she can operate at that level for many, many years to come. You know, I, I look at my mama who ran 75 half marathons and marathons in her fifties, you know, and, you know, I just, I, I look at what's possible and, you know, and I just know that the more that I'm doing for me now, I'm, I'm filling that battery for the many, many years to come. That's great. So I know that there's just so much information and so many more questions that we have, but I know that you also mentioned you wrote a book, so we can only cover so much ground and there's just so much information. Eight, eight books. Eight books. Exact. Wow. Um, like, right. You wrote all of these in your spare time. No wonder you can't get out of bed in the morning, girl. You are an overachiever. Uh, you know, you know, the reason why I'm not, I've, I've chosen again, the hard path when it comes to parenting and I co-sleep with my baby. I'm breastfeeding Kingston still. Um, and so I'm, you know, I'm just, so last night we were only up three times, four times, you know, but not every, every night's a different night, you know? So that's where, um, I'm not writing a book right now. Thank goodness. Okay. But yes, I do have my last book that was specifically dedicated to perimenopause and menopause and beyond that, you know, what does that look like? How do we rock it? How do we own it? How do we just claim it for ourselves? And then all the protocols for sleep and energy and all the things you could possibly want it, how to love your gut and liver, all of it's in there. I love it. What's the title of the book? It's called the, the essential oils menopause solution. So you're going to find oils in there as well. And how I think about oils is that, you know, we, we deserve, we deserve self-care. We deserve to love up on our bodies. We, there's a deservingness. We deserve the rituals that really nourish us and just make us feel so good. And I, and I also think that we deserve wins. We deserve instant wins now. And, and I get that a lot of those instant wins aren't the healthiest wins out there. Um, My My peanut brittle. Exactly. (laughs) So I, I I was, I was looking for desperately looking for an instant win that wasn't like that didn't, that wasn't going to mess up my insulin levels, you know, wasn't going to wreck my liver and, um, you know, champagne. Um, and so essential oils were a big piece of that of like, what's an instant energy booster, like a wild orange or a peppermint, or what's an instant calming blend. That's going to just kind of get me back into, you know, just feeling good, you know, a, a jasmine or a rose or a lavender. And so we, you can use scent to really not only change the way that our, our that we perceive the world, it, it can help to shift emotions, but really just, just loving and honoring ourselves. And so there's little recipes and ways in which you can get these boosters, but the bulk of the book is the root causes, is the supplementation, is the, the, the plan in the book that really navigates to create a body that you absolutely love that's working for you. And is it too late? Is there a point that it's too late? A woman of 50 and you didn't start early. Can you pick up the book and start these things now and begin to see um, some, some begin to turn things around? That was literally how the book was built. It was literally how the book was built because I knew that whoever was picking up that book was picking it up right then and Mm -hmm. was looking for changes and transformation there moving forward. So I have had women use it in their 60s, you know, in their 50s, you know, in an ideal world, I'd love every woman to have it at 35, but it's not even on your radar then. But that's why we're having this conversation. That's Um, right. 
<laughs> but I mean, usually it's on our radar, like at 40, like 45, 49, 50 is when we're like, okay, it's time to really do something about this. And, and we can make, we can make changes right then and there. Great. Awesome. I, I think I can confidently say that this book is going to be on both of our lists to read. And then I know you've mentioned that I've mentioned to you that I am absolutely obsessed with your podcast as well. And I know that you have a podcast that also sheds some light on practical steps that we can take every day to improve how we feel. So tell us a little bit about that. Yes, absolutely. It's called the Essentially You Podcast. I literally, today's episode is on growth, human growth hormone and what Ooh. human growth hormone is for us as women. It is, it is, I call it, it's a build you up hormone like testosterone and it keeps us in fat burning mode, weight maintenance, energy and stamina, endurance. So it's, it's just one of those hormones we don't talk enough about, but it's a game changer for us as women as we navigate our forties and beyond. And so um, you want deep dives into insulin resistance, metabolic flexibility, you, you want into why wearing a continuous glucose monitor is a game changer. Like those, like the nitty gritty of our endocrine system and what we can do, how we can move the needle in a really easy way. That's what literally what the podcast is about. Love it. Love it. And we will link to all of this information to the book as well as to the podcast in the show notes. So are there any then final parting words, Dr. Marisa, that you'd like to leave our audience with today? The big, the big message is always is that you get to redefine how you live your life on just on the terms you want. Like you get to have the life you want. You get to have the body you want. Yeah. We got to make some pivots. Yes. Changes are coming, but it it is, it is for you to own. And I think the more that, that we've got that knowledge, we've got the information and thank God the resources are out there, you know, that we, we, you get to own it. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to look like your friends. It doesn't have to look like your aunt. It doesn't have to look like, definitely not to look like your mama's. You know, we, we were looking at, we, my mom and I dissected my grandma's menopause, which was literally you know they were giving women volume then that would you know that's what my grandmother was taking and they just gave her what was it mommy's little pill i forget what we yes. called it back then yeah right. so that was my grandma's <laughs> menopause with an alcohol abuse, exactly. probably. right <laughs> and then my mom's menopause was she went through the eye of the storm and then I, I took, you know, I was with there. And then I remember at 49 years old, she's like, you know what? We're going to do this real different. And, I you know, it. so, and then I get to step into what that my journey, you know, with my mom being inspirational to me, but also like, how do I want it to look and how do I want it to feel? And so I think a lot of inquiry around like, how do you, how, what is it that you want? What, what do you want to feel like? How do you want to operate in the world? You know, what are non-negotiables for you? What are the things that you love, you know, mm. that, that, that are now are on the table, you know? And so I think the more inquiry we can have about who we want to become, how we want to feel, what we're not going to tolerate anymore, what we're going to feed into to live our best life, like that, that level of inquiry, we all deserve it um, because we get to know ourselves better. And, and then we get to step into that next power, that next wisdom mm. in our life. I love that. Amen to that. Amen, Amen to, that. to that. We would love to have right. you back and continue the journey with yes. us. And thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Marisa. Yes, such a powerful message. And I think that there are still so many women out there that just look themselves in the mirror and think 
that this is the way that life will be from now on and that there's nothing they can do about the exhaustion or the brain fog or weight gain that they are experiencing. So thank you, Dr. Marisa, for sharing with us your journey and for helping us to recognize and realize that life doesn't have to end with menopause. It can still be amazing, fulfilling, and really everything that we dream it can be if we just take a few small steps to take control of some of these hormonal issues that we face. Thank you so much to our guest today, Dr. Marisa Snyder, who has shared with us so many valuable tips and tricks about what we can do to overcome some of the signs and symptoms that we're experiencing during perimenopause and menopause. Some of the tips I found most valuable were, number one, menopause is coming, ladies. But you know, suffering is optional. So don't wait for your Mack truck moment and take control of your hormones now. Number two, as we move into our 30s, our stress levels increase with our relationships, our jobs, our familial obligations, and the hormones that were there to help and protect us, like progesterone and testosterone, start to drop as a natural occurrence. And as a result, you're just simply going to notice more intense menstrual symptoms. You may put on weight in the hips and belly. You may experience more fibrous, lumpy breast tissue. So if you want to minimize these symptoms, start taking measures to set your body up for success as early as possible. Number three, start preparing your body for menopause going into your early 30s and 40s by managing your nutrition and loving your gut, alleviating your stress, and getting good sleep. Also, moving your body is very important because being sedentary leads to inflammation and hormone chaos. So ladies, get out there and take a walk. Number four, do the diagnostics. At 35 at the latest, do a complete blood panel, metabolic panel, lipid panel, hemoglobin A1C, and full thyroid panel. Do a full spread as well of your sex hormones in the form of a Dutch test. Like Oprah says, you gotta know your numbers, ladies. And number five, change is coming, but you get to choose who you want to be, how you want to feel, and how you will live your life. So you are in control, ladies. Take Dr. Marisa's advice and get out there and start living life. 